Ugh. Wait. Season two. Oh shit, season two. are back guys it's been over a year and a half since the last time morgan and i sat behind these microphones it's been a while that's wild that is insane it's been a very very long time i've graduated college gotten a job and moved out of my parents house in this time that's how long it's been you know i still got depression dude we're going strong <laughs> we're crushing it we are just the vibes we're we doing are the good. vibes yeah it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. We're lifting all the rules, at least for now. Like we're going to we're doing a lot of cool stuff. We'll get into it. But I think I think season two is going to be the season where we have a lot of fun. I agree. Morgan said it. No rules. All right. No more rules. No more rules. We want to talk about Taco Bell. I'm going to mention Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. One of the best intros from season one. Yeah. Is when they got rid of the quesarito. But listen, <laughs> what if INTT became a podcast where we're actually critical of movies and they're not bad movies either? What if they're good movies? What if they're good movies? What if people really like them? What if What if they're good TV shows? What if they're just good anything? That's right. No more bad. I mean, we might have bad movies once in a while, but the crux of the show is no longer bad movies. It's now just Morgan and I fucking around behind these microphones. For full transparency, we have an outline here. We have a docket. We have all this. None of this is scripted. We have an outline. We are going to shoot the shit. We are going to say whatever we're going to say. Um, and... I think it's I think it'll be better for it. I think we'll have a lot more fun just rapping. You know what I mean? We're just rapping. We're yeah. throwing out the beats. Yeah. Call us the Sugar Hill Gang, because we're throwing out fat rhymes. Okay. Don't hey, actually don't, don't call don't us. Call that. Us the Sugar don't Hill call us gang. that. <laughs> That'd be, not think about it, don't. Don't do that. I don't know what that means. Maybe if I the, uh can you hotel, explain what the motel sugar? holiday in? Okay, thank you. Okay. They great. also did did they do jump on it? I think. Maybe. You heard it? Hey, remember. Zach, you ever heard of Three Six Mafia? Three Six Mafia, damn, she fine. Sure. <laughs> Is that the yeah. line? I, I don't know. How's it going, guys? We're, we're back. <laughs> it's up? been a long we're time up. since we did a podcast. We took a break for a lot of reasons. We took a break because I think we were a little burned out, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, doing, doing the show is a lot of work and. Finding things to talk about in movies that aren't very interesting is a very difficult thing to do. And we were at a point in our lives where we we're both very busy. Zach was finishing school. It was like the holidays for me. I had family stuff I had to take care of. And it was really just a matter of like finding the right time, like finding the right, like whenever you see this go live, you we have a new intro. We have new art. We have like so much more help. And this is going to be just so much better like a hundred percent of the time. This is not a show where we're going to like break our backs trying to get an episode out every week. Mm -mm. This is a show where if we go bi-weekly, that's fine. We we're not gonna we're not gonna kill ourselves for it. This is something we strictly do for fun, uh, and to hang out with each other and talk about movies. Because truth be told, even like we we even Zach and I haven't even like hung out that much since uh, mm -mm. since all this happened. So I think that I think that us coming back and like getting back in the rhythm of things, it's Good for me and Zach and good for, you know, good for conversation around like film and around shows and 
it's just it's just good for the soul i think we have new clips we have new we have new everything and i think i think you guys are really gonna dig it a whole lot more than uh a lot more than before we're coming back we're better baby it's gonna be but so yeah. rad you I, I want listeners i want you to understand this show started with me on my 2018 macbook pro yeah with a little mic on my desk recording it so you couldn't hear the <laughs> fan of my mac now i'm looking at two monitors i got a, i got a sure microphone i got a camera this is like actually podcasting. Yeah. This is pod. This is podcasting, as Anakin Skywalker once said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, casting pods. Casting pods now. Oh. Enough with the humor. Uh, we're not going to be funny <laughs> no for more, the rest no of the show. No more jokes. That's it. This episode, this welcome back episode, is going to be our top five each. Our top five films and shows of 2021 i have a list zach has a list uh we have another guest coming in later uh who is also going to give their honorable mentions for their favorite movie of last year i think you guys will really appreciate it basically what we're going to do what this show is going to be is we're going to go through we're going to go through our entire lists and we're going to make at least what would you say you want to do the first five episodes since we both have a we're not going to do like we have 10 movies here Mm -hmm. we have 10 things to watch here we can pick five today live on the show. We don't want this to be too long. No, no, I don't want to be too long. So we'll do we'll do five. We'll plan the first five episodes live with you. That way you know. That way you know what's coming. And then maybe once this podcast ends, maybe we start booking guests. I think that's smart. I think that's a good idea. Once we get that first that yeah. first round done. Yeah, I think so. I think that'll be I think that'll be really good because we'll have a we'll have a good syllabus. We'll have everything good to go. So Zach, it's gonna be so rad. Do you want to start with your honorable mentions? Is that what we want to yeah, do? Yeah, I'll do mine. Okay. I only got I only got three on here. Yeah, um, one of which is Coda, which is on Apple Plus. Great film. Only criticism is, I think the so. Do you know the plot of Coda? I don't even I don't even know what Coda okay. is. Yeah, Coda is on Apple Plus. It's a movie, and it is about Coda is a child of death deaf adults. Mm-hmm. C O D A. Okay. It's about a girl who is the oldest sister in Lock and Key, which is a good Netflix show that is not that good, actually. Okay, great. But so she is a high schooler. Her brother's deaf, her mom's deaf, and her dad's deaf, but she she's hearing. And it is her going through high school, going through life with a deaf family. My only issue is that she wants to be a singer. I thought it kind of played out oh. in films about the deaf community. Mm-hmm. I've seen deaf people on Twitter and on the internet talking about how it's also kind of played out to them as well. Yeah. But it's a great film. I think it's the lightest of the Oscar nominees this year. It's best picture nominee. Okay. Okay. But I think it's definitely the lightest of them, but it's a good time. Really great time. Um, Next on my list, I have Edgar Wright's last night in Soho, not the best Edgar Wright film. That's one that I, that's one that I keep hearing about uh, one way or another. That's the one I guess, mm. like, I don't know. I haven't heard opinions on it. You, maybe yours is the first one I've heard. Um, last Night in Soho is the one that people kept talking about last year. That's like, oh yeah, the new Edgar Wright movie, the new mm-hmm. Edgar Wright movie. That's kind of all I know it as. I, I understand, like I've seen a trailer. Um, I get what it is, I guess, but it's, it's still one that's like on, on my list. I didn't watch a ton of stuff last year. Uh, if I'm being honest. It's it's weird. It um it has some Edgar Wright things in it. Mm-hmm. I think in total there's only one wit pan in the entire movie. Weird. Which okay. is wild. Yeah, weird. For an Edgar Wright film. But it's it's more of a horror thriller than anything he's done, even compared to like Shaun of the Dead, which is not actually a horror movie, it's just a comedy. Mm-hmm. But um it's good. It's really fun. Uh, I think the plot gets a little wild and out of there. Um but it's a good time. It's an Edgar Wright movie. I love Edgar Wright. Anya Taylor Joy is awesome in it. 
the other girl i forgot the her name other girl. is it Haley steinfeld uh, no no it no. is oh people are she's just the other list. she's just the other thomas really. and mckenzie oh, okay okay i got gotcha. you was also in oh god i'm already here so i gotta look no she you're was good also in uh live podcast folks oh yeah we're doing jojo rabbit oh okay. she's the love interest in jojo she's the mm-hmm. uh jewish girl that hides in their attic in um Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. I gotta see Jojo Rabbit. I still haven't seen, Jojo, seen Jojo, Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. That dude. movie yeah. broke me. Yeah, my ADHD has like totally killed me. Like this past year, I, I all I did was sit around, play Final Fantasy fourteen, eat hot chip, and lie. Like that's all I did. Like I you, forgot an opening bit. I was gonna put over under how many times I mentioned Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> I was gonna put over under three and a half. Yeah, guys, uh, I got into Final Fantasy fourteen. I turned into a real big pervert, and I'm dragging Zach <laughs> kicking and screaming. I'm getting there. I'm I've got like I'm like twenty five hours into Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, it's just I've been playing other games. I'll mention later, mm-hmm. and then last on my list is judas and the black messiah mm-hmm. which was actually technically a 2020 movie but it came out wide release in january 2021 okay fucking phenomenal okay it is depressing as shit it shows how the government sucks okay i was gonna ask like is it is it actually about judas no or no it's it, about okay. it's right. about um fuck, i don't mess this up is it, is it frank okay. hampton no take it slow oh, pitch it gosh. to me gosh you got, we're guys, we're gonna just sit here. Stare. I've not watched this since like mm-hmm. July. Uh, Fred Hampton, that's correct. Fred Hampton, who was part of um, the Black Panther Party in Chicago. Oh, okay. And about the U.S. Um, hiring Lee Stanfield's character to be an informant, and then how the government uh, assassinates Fred Hampton. Oh, it's okay. really great. You know what? Um, I think I, okay. It's now tough. that you're explaining it to me. For what it's worth, I have heard. I feel like I've seen a trailer at some point for you, this. You had, yeah, it was had to have, right? That first HBO, straight to HBO movie. Oh, okay. okay. Of that last year, like it, the yearly, like monthly, they had like yeah. one theater film go to HBO. That's right. That was the first one. Oh, okay, cool. So it's on HBO Max. It should be still. I think I would, now it's gone through its run, so it should be on there now. Okay, great. Awesome. It's rad. Of all these, I think you can stream, except for Last Night in Soho. Yeah. You can stream for free somewhere. Oh, cool. Awesome. For mine, at least. Yeah. I say that, but I think I'm wrong. <laughs> Um, do you have any honorable mentions? I, you know, I don't think I do. I think if I were to go, if I were to go for any honorable mentions, it would be, um, maybe, uh, I mean, I don't, you know what? I don't, you know what? I'm going to save time here. No, I don't. If I think of any, nothing like, was honorable, nothing was honorable. I think like in my top five, my top five is real sweet. You know what? I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, um, so fucking good. Ghostbusters oh, Afterlife. How did I not mention that? Ghostbusters Afterlife was in my top five and what a solid what a solid sequel to the original the original two movies i guess right mm-hmm. even then it's like one and a half yeah right like <laughs> the second barely one really happen, it seems. yeah it's like it's much more it, they lean super hard in ghostbusters one um it's kind of if you watch ghostbusters as a kid if you were if you were an 80s ghostbusters fan it just does everything it it needs to do um it's fan service to a fault at sometimes i think mm-hmm. i think it's like overly sappy at times but it works if you love it i think everyone in it is great paul rudd steals the show paul rudd is me in the midwest like what are you gonna do like <laughs> paul rudd is me if i was a science teacher truly um, that movie yeah. reduced me to tears yeah i i cried the i was not expecting like I mean, I watched Ghostbusters on repeat growing up, but like I, I didn't have Ghostbusters toys, you know, like that was just mm-hmm. the VHS I had at my grandma's house. We had like a thousand of those. So like it is something my cousins and I watched all the time. But yeah, like I never thought Afterlife would like make me cry the way that it did. 
Yeah, Very good it stuff. was a, a great film. Mm-hmm. I'm, I should have put it honestly. I probably could have placed my number five with it. Yeah, it was. It was on my number five until this afternoon, whenever I pulled out my laptop at lunch, and I was like, <laughs> I can't. I was like, I love Ghostbusters Afterlife, but I had to have seen something better than this. Yeah, like, <laughs> your conscience like, is, is not top five. Yeah, you guys, you guys might be really happy with my top five. I think my top five is all bangers. If I'm honest, I think it's all bangers, even though I've not seen one of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters, great film. Yeah, uh, when I saw it in theaters the this is not spoilers in the trailers mm-hmm. the scene with the little marshmallow dudes in walmart yeah a lady in my theater thought that was the funniest fucking thing she'd ever seen i don't like think, cackling maybe that's comedic to some people and maybe maybe they wrote I it did not laugh maybe they wrote it to, to be comedic i did not laugh at all like, i didn't laugh in this that's the one moment i didn't laugh yeah no that's that is not a funny moment it is actually very terrifying to be chased around by tiny marshmallow <laughs> men trying to kill you in a walmart like Oh, that Walmart placement was just so good. Yeah. Okay. Honorable mentions done. Mm-hmm. Morgan, give me your number five. My number five. Number five. Number five. So I don't have a lot to say about my number five other than um, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a, a whole. It is a half. It is Dune. I loved Dune. I don't like... Look, man, I have a complicated relationship with Star Wars. I I like Star Wars fine. I really dig sci-fi whenever it's really cool, but whenever it sucks, it sucks super bad. And Dune is very good. Uh, IMO. I think it does all of the brooding sci-fi stuff that I would like Star Wars to do in all the right ways. I'm not a Dune fan. I, I'm not someone who watched the like watched the original 90s um, David Lynch adaptation. I never read the book. I'm not a dork. I did read a lot of books the last year. The book's hard. Yeah, yeah, the I know. The book is hard. It's dense. That's what I hear. I'm not one of those. This is the only iteration of Dune that I've seen. I'm very happy with it. I think it is the I think it is the quote cinematographer's version of of sci-fi and i think they just ruled like i mean oscar isaac crushes timothy chalamet crushes i mean dave batista crushes i mean who who in here momoa jason momoa like i mean charming as always like that dude that dude just gushes charm um Mm -hmm. the soundtrack just rules it has they totally linger on the quiet moments like that movie just rips um if you haven't seen dune yet do the trial of hbo max borrow just Mm -hmm. borrow someone's you know what borrow someone's hbo max and just go watch it like even if it's the only thing like you watch on hbo max i think it's worth it it is it is a great movie did you see mm-hmm. the casting announcements today no for part who, two no who florence Pugh. my wife my, my wife my wife uh, yeah oh Dune that's good was on my list and then i saw yeah. it was on yours and i'm like well i can't do it on mine also god man shout dune's to, fucking awesome yeah dune rules and i go ahead zach you go off about it. I could it. watch like I could watch like VFX shit about that movie all day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so so good. Yeah, everything about that movie is so so smartly done in terms of the way it's shot and like every 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 way that like shots are composed, the uh, the dialogue. Uh, man, it's I would I I don't think films are perfect, but man, Dune Dune really nails everything that it does. It, it is such a great great movie, and that is your number five. That is my number five, and my number five is the exact opposite of a film. My number five is In the Heights. <laughs> what is In the Heights? Pitch me on it In the is, Heights. I have not seen so In the Heights. It is the first musical written by Lynn manuel Miranda okay. for Broadway. It is basically about this group of people who live in Washington Heights, the barrio in New York. And it is just basically following them through a summer, through a big blackout. I think it's based on a real blackout that happened one summer. I can't remember that. Mm-hmm. But it is a musical. It is beautiful. It is like... The I feel like it's the first movie I've ever seen the mo- first movie I've ever seen that is 
so Latino focused as like the movie itself, like because everyone there is from a Latin country or from um, different islands. And it's so interesting. The music's incredible. Um, there is some changes from the stage to screen. I don't love, but it's a movie that makes me cry every time I watch it. And it's a blast. I need to Max as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, the guy who directed it directed uh, John M. Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians a few years ago and is directing the Wicked adaptation that's coming out next year, I think. Who's in the Wicked adaptation? Um, Cynthia Revo and Ariana Grande, I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool. That's it's a right. cast. That, it's a cast. Yeah, that sounds like it's a cast. That's cool. Maybe it's, maybe leave, it's it to, leave it to Zach here to pick a musical. I fucking love musicals. Uh, for his top one, five. There's only one on the list. Yeah. No, it's okay. Oh, there's two. There's two. There's two on the list. Of course there's two on the list. Oh, you're right. And you know what? See, the thing is, I'm looking at Zach's list now. It has been spoiled for me. There are a lot of like really good movies on Zach's list that I haven't seen yet. I don't think I've seen a single movie on Zach's list. Which you haven't, good for number you. Four, you haven't seen number four? No, I still haven't. No. Do you know the twist in that movie? Mm, I know. Mm, we'll talk okay, about it. I just, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to mention it if you, if you don't know. No, don't, 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 don't put it out there. I haven't, I okay. haven't seen it. Cool. Do you want to go into your number four? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we're we're just going to do like a snake draft here. <laughs> yeah, it's So fine. my number four is Malignant, <laughs> which is just bonkers. Which, which, Zach, can you read what you have in your notes? <laughs> can you read? Uh, yeah, in my notes, I have number four, Malignant These Nuts. Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. It is incredible. So my only experience with Malignant is having everybody tell me to watch Malignant. I still have mm-hmm. not. And it's not like one of those things where like, oh, everybody tells me it's good. I'm not going to watch it. I just, I have ADHD. And like, whenever I say I'll get around to it, I do mean eventually. It, that's a, It's James Wan, right? James Wan produced yeah. Yeah. and directed it that is, one. I should have put these notes in the thing. No, it's what? okay. We're I mean, rolling live. Yeah, we, it's it okay. It was, let's see here. Directed by James Wan. Okay. Written by James Wan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Produced by James Wan. Yeah. James uh, Wan doing the adaptation to Salem's Lot this year. Yeah. Which big I'm big King stands around here. Yeah. Big King stands. I'm on my like fourth King book in a year already. But yeah, like I have a lot of, I have a lot of appreciation for James Wan. I know that, I know that Malignant is campy, right? It's, it's it, camp. It is literally camp. Yeah. With, with like some genuine horror mo- home moments, the first, right? hour sure i mean as long as like it is yeah then it goes to pure camp yeah as long as in my opinion if it's a horror movie and it's trying to be scary as long as it's scary at some point i don't really care whenever you Mm -hmm. like jump off into camp i think that's fine i just have an honorable mention damn oh yeah go for it yeah throw it in Uh, the night house the night house don't know it i'll send you my login so you can watch it okay it's uh, we're committing internet fraud here. Don't get FBI. But FBI, sorry, think about malignant horror. May think of the Night House, which technically is 2022, 2021. Some of those weird release dates. Yeah, incredible horror film. Okay, malignant, good horror film, great campy horror film. Like like Texas Chainsaw Two Camp. Oh Jesus. Okay, cool. My favorite movie of all time. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Dog dick. Um, I just thought of an honorable mention before I go into my number four. Another honorable mention is The Devil All the Time. Go watch The Devil All the Time. Um, you're, I see Zach is raising his eyebrows. Uh, the Devil All the Time is oh, I remember this. Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson. Um, if you have Netflix, just go watch it. It has mixed reviews. I think it's a super solid, super, super solid movie. Please go watch it. I don't it. think I watched no. it. I think I might have you saw have. Like, a clip of it on Twitter and yeah. then I on TikTok and then didn't watch the movie for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's solid. Maybe it's a spoiler. I can't remember. It's, it's, it's very solid. So, guys... My number four. So you remember whatever I mentioned depression. So I guys, 
look, last year was wild. There wasn't a lot that came out last year that I was super looking forward to. Maybe there was like a handful of things, but like, you know, I play a lot of video games. Um, I do a lot of that stuff. There wasn't a ton coming out last year in terms of like, you know, film or um, or TV shows or anything like that. But y'all, y'all ever heard of Evangelion? And uh, I have. If you have heard of Evangelion, I'm sorry. I wish that I could pay for your therapy. I think you deserve it. But Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01, Thrice Upon a Time, is by far the best finale to, I'd say, just about any. And I mean, and I, I'm saying this on a live recording, knowing people will hear this. I do genuinely think it's probably one of the best finales to a story ever. If you don't know the history of Evangelion, Evangelion started as a show in the late 90s and then got got a spin-off movie. I say a spin-off movie, got an alternate ending movie um after after a lot of fan outcry about the original ending. And uh and a lot of it is sub, uh, a lot of subtext, a lot of uh, a lot of meta text um in there um about what the director thinks of its audience, um a lot about like what the director thinks of himself. It's wonderful. I think that like I think that if you're going to watch it you have to you have to watch it with a very open mind. It is a lot of work to get to this point. Uh, all the work pays off. If you're interested in Evangelion, I recommend watching the first 26 episodes, watching End of Evangelion, and then watching the rebuild movies. There are four rebuild movies. There is Evangelion um uh 1.0, there is I think 2 uh 2.0, 3.33 and then there is 3.0 plus 1.01. Uh, thrice upon a time and i like i said just to cap this off i think this is just one of the most uh one of the most solid endings to like any story ever i do think all the work there work to get there is worth it and even though like any of you like any or if for all of you listening who who like video games if you played final fantasy 7 remake and you enjoyed final fantasy 7 as a kid and say you played final fantasy 7 remake and you saw what they did whenever they remade that thing the rebuilds of evangelion do that and more i think final fantasy 7 from now on if we're talking about video games i think that the remake series should take complete inspiration from evangelion and once you watch evangelion you will see its footprint everywhere everywhere takes everyone like almost i in just about any piece of art video games japanese Japanese uh, video games, anime, all that, a lot of inspiration taken from Evangelion. It really is the blueprint. And hopefully I would like Zach to watch the show. Hopefully I would like one day for us to get to the point where we do all of these with a few special guests. I have, really I have started mm-hmm. the show yeah. twice, I think. And I think I got episode three and then got distracted. I didn't, I, I don't remember much of it. Yeah. It's a lot of like collecting information through like osmosis to our our buds and mm. through you and just kind of learning about it it interests me a lot i'm just such a hard anime so yeah i, I don't know. know why yeah i know it's i mean zach is zach has tried um more than once to get into my hero academia before it oh i'm in my hero academia, i mean you're in it now but like even, i'm in season four motherfucker yeah but like even i like it took me forever to get into my hero right like and Evangelion is just one of those things like even so I so you might remember whenever we did the uh, the Digimon episode with Reb and mm-hmm. Ian one of our best episodes yeah one of our best episodes go listen to it and a few weeks later I was totally talking about like the Digimon Adventure try and how much I enjoyed that 
Let me tell you, Adventure Try's ending takes a lot of inspiration from Evangelion in a lot of cool ways. And I think Try in general really tries to like do its own spin on like some of the themes and in, uh, in, in the uh, rebuilds, especially. But yeah, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01, Thrice Upon Time. Utada Hikaru uh, has an opener and a closer on uh, on that thing. So if you're if you're into Utada, I would highly recommend because uh, one last kiss. Uh, is a lot to handle and it rules so that's all i got to say about that zach what is your number three number three is in all caps i'm not going to yell at those i have neighbors yeah. i have put zach snyder's justice league motherfucker i love zach snyder's justice league a movie that i never thought would happen never once did i expect it to ever happen i thought I call it people was a pipe dream I call never people once liars. on twitter did i ever join in that release the snyder cut bullshit because one the circumstances around this movie are awful, terrible. Yeah. Zack Snyder should never be forced to do anything. But holy fuck, this movie's incredible. Have you actually watched it? Have you watched it? I have not. I have had both of my both my roommates um, have tried to sell me on it. I'm it's not a hard a, sell. Yeah, it is. It's a long movie. It's like four hours. It's four hours, yeah. And um, I'm already a hard sell on DC in general. I, I'm very particular about the type of Batman that I watch. I think Batman is probably the closest thing that I'm like into when it comes to DC. I think Henry Cavill rules as Superman. I think I think I love Man of Steel. Honestly, I think Man, Man of Steel's Steel pretty fucks. Man of Steel's pretty good. I people give it a bad rap. I think it's pretty good. But I think I watched the original Justice League at some point. Mm-hmm. I could not tell you what the plot is. I truly could not. But I do hear that like this is from people who love these fruit. From people who really care, I do hear that like this is it. This is like mm-hmm. what what it should have been truly in a way that is different in a way that like you can't even like describe without like a powerpoint almost right because it's it's like it's a completely different experience yeah it is it's not the same movie the original one sets up um oh god i've not so this movie funny story i've seen it only once all the way through yeah, I don't blame you. And I adored it. Yeah. I saw it hung over at my 21st birthday in my ba- my parents' basement. I watched yeah. it. But um, basically the first movie sets up uh, Steppenwolf. Okay. The DC villain, not the band. Right. It has Steppenwolf as the main villain of the movie. Yeah. And in reality, this was supposed to be the what brings in uh, Darkseid into the DC cinematic or the, the, you know, the DC cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm fact checking myself no, because I feel like I'm I'm correct here, but you're good. DC nerds are no, you're vicious. fine. Um, just to kill dead air real quick. So for those who don't know, Justice League was a was a film that was originally supposed to be directed and produced by Zack Snyder, and eventually got handed off to Joss Whedon. There is like notorious. There are plenty of articles you can go read um, about the terrible uh, work environment that that Whedon um, produces uh, on anything he does. He was awful to the actor who played Cyborg. It was it's like I mean I don't know a lot about Justice League or the DCEU, but I mean mm-hmm. through osmosis and like through through being a little bit on film film Twitter, I mean it's super hard not to know what this is. And then Zack Snyder eventually through fan petitioning and all this stuff, Zack Snyder got you know got the way back got his movie back really um and it was a big one for him and the fans and he, he completely and, and reconstructed thing, it there, i will say the reason the movie was handed off was because right uh, zach snyder's daughter died yeah and that was when it was handed off to joss whedon mm-hmm. we don't like joss whedon no here fuck joss whedon no all my homies hate joss whedon all my homies hate joss whedon yeah but um and it is a, a, a thing where 
Ray Fisher earns every, deserves every dollar of Warner Brothers now. Oh, because they fucked yeah. him like that. Yeah, they um, fucked him bad. But yeah, Zack Snyder Justice League is a movie that I never thought would happen after I was so disappointed in the Justice League movie. Because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, you guys, I unironically love Batman vs Superman. Yeah, BVS is one of my favorite DC movies of all time. And the world they set up for there, the world they set up for Justice League that we never got in theaters was a shame. And the fact that we have the movie now is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's four hours. It's in that weird IMAX square ratio. Right. But it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. And it's what he wanted. Exactly. I Look, man, I'm not going to say these people make millions of dollars. I'm not like I'm not trying to be on anybody's side here. Truly. But like you got to you got to love this, like the the true poetic justice of like. You know, Zach getting kicked off the project to Joss Whedon coming in, completely butchering it, turning it into an absolute, like, absolute abortion of a movie. Turning it into an MCU movie. Yeah. Turn, like, like, I love even, the MCU. Yeah. And like, it's an MCU movie. We love MCU movies. You're about to find out. But, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, you like, are. I mean... Yeah, like I, I don't recommend anybody watch the original Justice League. I think if you probably if you really do want to watch something that's pretty good, I haven't even seen this movie, but I feel like I could probably strongly recommend you watch Zach, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League over over the original for sure because it is 100%. truly the original vision to the point where there like there are large portions of this movie that were just nowhere in the original cut. Yeah, I mean like. I think there's like only a there's under 30 minutes of original footage in that movie. That's from the original incredible. version of the movie. That's incredible. I think, like, I, I think that's that might be yeah. complete bullshit, but I feel like I remember. I feel like that that's right though. I feel like that's right. There, uh, the majority of that movie is just shatteringly different. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's a great time. Mm-hmm. Highly suggest also HBO Max. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, we are. I'm, I have three of my five are HBO Max movies. <laughs> Honestly, only one so far. I think actually no, yeah, only one total on my yeah. list. Yeah, you've just um, one. Warner Brothers eat my ass. <laughs> but Warner Brothers don't don't do that. <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean it's fine. I mean whatever. Maybe. Uh take me out to dinner. Put out more Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, okay, oh, another another, another honor honor mention. Mention. <laughs> I was telling uh I was telling one of our friends Sammy about this last night. I was like, uh, you know what I forgot about? The Mini Saints of Newark. But truly, like the only thing I really have to say about the Mini Saints of Newark that I can't go into without talking about the Sopranos is it, I, I some people don't like it i think it rules it's more it's more tony it's more it's more all the good stuff um totally totally locks down some of the original lore of the sopranos uh there's a rich history in the sopranos which that's talked about and it goes into that i think seeing the early development of all these characters is very cool and interesting and i think david chase did a great job with many Saints of newark that's that's yeah, all i really got to say about it it's good 2021 was the year of the Sopranos because Morgan finally convinced me to watch the Sopranos. Dude, I convinced. I've not finished yet, but I convinced I'm like four so many people. In, I, think. I convinced like at least three or four people total to watch the Sopranos, which a like great show. Get on my level. It's a good show. Go watch the Sopranos if you haven't watched the Sopranos. It's good. Yeah, definitely do it. The first season's a little slow. Yeah. Then it gets real good. Yeah. Real fucking good. It's it's good. It's good. You, the, you'll love the it. The chief from Bad Boys is in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. Great time. Sopranos. Many Saints of New York. Have not seen it yet. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Don't stop. Fade to black. Yeah. No, cut to black. Sorry. Yeah. So, okay. So, my number three. Number three. I won't do any lead in straight up. Y'all, it is Spider-Man No Way Home. <sighs> my note underneath Spider-Man No Way Home here just says, like, you don't already know. Like, come on. I mean, come if on. you're listening to this podcast, if you're like a human being with a pulse, chances are you've seen Spider-Man No Way Home. You know what Spider-Man At least Man. once. At least once, right? Like I I've saw only, it three times in theaters. I, I, you know what? And I'm a Spider-Man stan, and I've only seen it once. 
Spider Man No Third Way Time was a bit much. I'm sure. <laughs> Third uh, time was a bit much. Spider Man No Way Home rules. I got to see it with with my son Aiden. I got to see it with my mom, who took me to see the original Spider Man movies um, back in the day whenever I was just a young buck. And my uh, my good friend Ricky, who who is also just the a bigger Spider Man fan than I am, truly. And uh, every moment of that movie is just magic. I think it's uh, it is Spider-Man four. It is the amazing Spider-Man three and it is Spider-Man No Way Home. And I mean, like, it's incredible. I I won't Mm -hmm. ruin any any aspect of that movie that hasn't already been ruined for you. Other than saying, like, if you enjoy Spider-Man, if you've seen the Raimi trilogy, you've seen the two web movies, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. the two Andrew Garfield movies, Andrew Garfield does come back, does reprise his role, Tobey Maguire as well. Outside of that. I think it is just something to be completely experienced. It is. I mean, what what can we say about it? You know what I mean? I have two things to say about yeah. it. Yeah. One, love Andrew Garfield's getting his due. His due mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I will stand by. Even though Amazing Spider-Man 2 is terrible, that first one, one of the, the best I live mean, action movie besides No Way Home. I mean, look. I said it. I mean, look. I mean, I, I, I think that like I loved both of those movies at the time. I'm not like I'm not a Spider-Man fan that's like looking for them to be like a cohesive film that makes a lot of sense. I just want to see Spider-Man look cool and tell a Spider-Man story. I'm not really I'm not really questioning the plate you're handing me. And whenever whenever you want go back and watch them, go back and watch them. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, like the cast, just carry that movie on like carry both of those movies on their backs. Like they know everyone knows what is going on with the studio. And they still try their damnedest. The mm-hmm. only thing is, if I mean, people are petitioning for a, a, an Amazing Spider-Man three or whatever. Um, and my my second point in a second will go ahead and involve that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I am. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead sorry. Oh, just I'm, just to finish my thought. Sorry. Um, so, it's been a long time, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, you guys? You're listening. Um, and so <laughs> we're gonna nag our audience. To my point, though, I guess with the people want the Amazing Spider-Man three to come back. I think we got it in this, but you know, teach their own. I, that's probably likely never gonna happen. Sally Fields has already said in interviews a long time ago. The only reason she did these movies was a was a uh, was a favor of I think one of the producers. Yeah, that was probably a, was that was a good friend of hers. And she did it. She's great in them. She's great in them. She did it. But you could also do a movie without Aunt May, as we'll see in the future, probably. (laughs) As we'll see in the future. Um, So, yeah, I think. But yeah, to your go ahead. Finish what you were saying about the Amazing Spider-Man. My biggest issue is this movie comes out. Yeah. You know, leading up to it, multiverse discussions like, oh, shit, we're going to get multiverse. Yeah. The fucking trailer from Morbius. I'm going to have to fucking go see Morbius because I I saw No Way Home. I know. Because there's this slim chance the post credit scene ends and it says Spider-Man will, will, will return. I know. But Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, well, and and so, and even then, you see, we're going to, hey, welcome to the Spider-Man corner. Um, <laughs> So, you even see in the trailer, uh, in the Morbius trailer, they love using the shot where he's walking down the hallway to, or walking down the alleyway and there's mm-hmm. the photo of Spider-Man. That's, hey, that's the Raimi Spider-Man, though. Yeah. So, like, who knows? Like, I mean, who who knows what they end up doing with that? I just... Morbius is going to be fucking bad, Zach. It's, it's going to be, be so, so bad. fucking bad. It's going to be. Is just it going to the... actually come out? It's going to come out in less than a uh, month. Will I, it come out? I mean, I'm not. Look, I know a lot of people worked in that movie. I'm not going to say that I don't want that movie to come out. But hey, what if it didn't? Um, can they just tell me? 
Yeah. If Andrew Garfield's going to be in the post-credits scene. I just, I, mm, I saw. Is Ted Lasso going to be in this one? Because Danny Ross is in the last one. Hey, uh, another, another honorable mention. Ted Lasso. Go watch Ted Lasso. It's Ted Lasso. Fucking it's a beautiful, great. beautiful. Cried show. my eyes out every episode this season. Yeah, I had to take multiple breaks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that show is very traumatizing and very good and very wholesome. Uh, go watch Ted Lasso. Um, I think that, uh, damn, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend Spider-Man, at all. Spider-Man, yes. Andrew Garfield, but yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man. We digress. Yeah, Spider-Man. Hey, number three, Spider-Man. It's fucking great. Yeah, go watch it. Zach, what's I've your number dread- two? I've been, I've been dreading this. Zach, what's your I've number been- two, buddy? I haven't seen this one. This is one that your top your top two are have been so high on my list, and I still haven't gotten to see them. My number two is Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. Before y'all come in my ass, Who gives my DMs. I think people are not able to watch movies and understand that you can dislike characters. Yeah. There's a lot but of bad also, faith discourse around this movie, right? I don't... Th- I think it is a very loud minority. Yeah. But I don't want to say that and piss off people because I don't actually know that. Sure. I love this movie for the vibes and the the plot is... It's, it's, a, it's a movie. It's like Boogie Nights. It's like fucking... Mm-hmm. You know, those other movies. It's just, it's a good time. The vibes in it are incredible. Yeah. And I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Um, is that because all my friends are 10 years older than me? Yeah. Maybe. Yes, it is. It is. It is. But it, I, I love this movie. Licorice Pizza. Um, I would die for the Heim sisters. Mm-hmm. My favorite bands. Alana Heim is great in this movie. Her first movie. Oh, that's cool. Maybe she got snubbed for an Oscar nom. She was never going to win it. Yeah. I think she deserved the Oscar nom. Sure. But that's also me being, you know, biased to the yeah. Oh, the, we'll get the, to it. We'll get to Oscar noms in, in short very shortly. Um yes. we'll we'll get to Oscar snubs for sure. Oh we, um, yeah. There's one on here. <laughs> there we'll get to them. Um I, Oh, speaking of Oscars, I'm sorry, honorable mention. Yeah, go. Uh the eyes of Tammy Faye. We're just going to sprinkle honorable mentions throughout this entire episode. It's like every, every other movie is like, Hey, honorable mention real quick. The eyes of Tammy Faye is fucking (laughs) awesome. One of Andrew Garfield's, one of the three great roles he had in 2021. Yeah. Andrew Garfield killed it. Um, Andrew Garfield killed it real quick. Can you on, on the topic of licorice pizza real quick. Can you, I don't understand the context of what, like you have in here as a, as like a little bit, like, like I'm not a pedophile, I promise. But like on that, can you speak on that? And I don't mean yeah. that as a joke. Can you speak on like what is like what is the discourse on this? The discourse is that Cooper Hoffman's character Gary is in high school. Okay. And Alana Heim's character is late twenties. Oh, okay. And there is inferred romance. Like he's mm. into her, she's not into him, and then as the movie goes on, there's it okay. there is chemistry. Yeah. I will say there is a kiss at the end. My understanding of that is that that kiss didn't happen. Oh, that okay. it is kind of like a dreamy ending. It can be okay. So it's it's written it to be, be kind of perceived that way. Maybe I don't know if it's written that way or if I just took it that way. Okay, I need to rewatch. I bought it yesterday, so I can rewatch it. Right, but um, I definitely think that is one of the big issues. There's also a blatantly racist bit throughout the movie yeah. with um a character and his wife who is Asian. Unneeded. Okay. Just terrible. I, I vaguely remember hearing that one. Um, hearing yeah, about that's that the one. Worst part. Um, yeah, because I think in regards to, uh, I can only speak on that one in particular, um, the racist bit, I guess. Because um, a lot of people I remember, so when we talk about the bad faith discourse around this movie, or at least whenever I say call it bad faith, um, and, and on the topic of that particular thing, um, 
there was a lot of like a lot of calling the director a bad person um, or like the writer or like whatever. There was like a lot of mm-hmm. like, oh, well, obviously, if they write this person or they write this type of thing, then they obviously believe that when depiction is not endorsement. Um, and I'd like to like, I don't know, I'd like to just I like to put that out there that like, you know, I'm I'm here to give anybody like a decent chance. Um and I think things are a lot more nuanced and I think, you know, things can be read a thousand different ways and I don't, and the author mm-hmm. is dead, right? Um, the author is dead. Um, not literally, but whenever something comes out, you interpret it in your own way. It doesn't matter what the author's intent is. Yep. So whenever, so whenever we have these topics of conversation, it doesn't matter what the intent is, but, um, but it's, it's very tough and it's very, I think it's very unfair to just automatically apply Mm, what's the right what's the right way to put this it's 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 i think it's a little unfair to just imply Taking that, like, that but read, reading a book by the cover that's what it really is, right. is you see the trailer right like just because someone again, depicts like someone depicts someone someone racist in a movie it doesn't mean that that person is like the person who wrote the thing is racist um yeah that joke sucks but it's, it's not right like it's it, not detrimental to the plot sure. at all and this is me not having seen this movie i'm not taking a hard stance on licorice pizza um we should do it for an episode i think that's what we want to sure. do yeah we can put it on. It's out now you can watch it yeah we can do that um but yeah so I, there's 10 year age gap so he's 15 she's 25 oh shit okay in the 70s yeah yeah oh that is i was sorry i was reading the, I was reading oh, the script sure. response. yeah 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 i mean i could definitely see why you would like why i why someone would watch this and get the ick for sure mm-hmm. in both in oh, yeah, both totally scenarios yeah yeah in both scenarios i think it was people not seeing the movie and saying this maybe and after seeing it, i think you can have that mm-hmm. that discussion yeah yeah but i think it's also the nuances are you have to kind of see it to talk about it and i maybe maybe you just dig myself a hole here i don't know we don't know please don't yell at me yeah. i'm a dumb kid this isn't i mean we're we're not like making a hard stance here it's fine um i have a film degree but it doesn't mean i use it <laughs> yeah exactly um so do you want to move on to my number two i do want to go to your number two because this is going to be I think, so, a lengthy discussion yeah so this one y'all buckle in um we talked about oscar snubs earlier my number two is the green knight um where do i start so my three notes i have here is dev fucking patel alicia fucking vikander 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 and then robot lady c is this is elden ring the movie um it is if you're currently uh in the video game zeitgeist right now you know that Elden Ring is a video game uh, co-create like with a lore and story co-created by George R. R. Martin. It's very Celtic. We'll discuss Elden Ring later. We will we will get on the topic of Elden Ring at some Elden. point. We are both playing Elden Ring, and it is a very cool video game. Um, it's very good. It's very Celtic inspired, the same way that the Green Knight is. Um, a lot of um, a lot of really really cool thing, really cool similarities. Mm-hmm. If you like, if you watch the Green Knight and you like video games and you want more of that sort of um. Or vice versa, if you played Elden Ring and, you know, you like that tone, go watch The Green Knight. It totally, totally rules. Everyone in that cast just absolutely crushes it. I think it's one of the, I think it's the best movie about, like, overcoming uh, overcoming pride and what is honor mm-hmm. and what is it, what is it to be an honorable person and what is it to be, like, what is it to have a journey about doing the right thing whenever you have all of this time to think about what is the right thing. And you don't have to do the right thing, you know, and you don't have to do the right thing. You could do the easy thing. Um, and what does it mean 
uh, to carry your honor with you uh, to the end. And I think I think The Green Knight is just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Shot for Fucking shot is awesome. beautiful. And I think its message is really beautiful. And I think that aside from like Zach and I talked about this pre-show, I think that aside from like one scene throughout this entire movie, I think that anyone and everyone should watch it. Um, I think it is truly going to be an underrated um, high fantasy film for like ages. I think this should be talked about on the same level as like Lord of the Rings. I cannot believe it was not nominated, uh, uh, you know, acting and directing everything aside, any technical. I mean, nominees. It should have been every single one of those. Yeah. Like it is just it is stunning. Like it is stunning on a level that like Lord of the Rings was stunning. Um mm-hmm. Whenever in the early 2000s, in the early 2000s. Right. Like, and this was done, um, by a small cast, um, based on an Arthurian poem, Yeah, you know, something that like, something that like most people wouldn't even know about. Um, and it rules. I, it it just rules. I go watch a trailer. I mean, it's not on any streaming service, unfortunately. Um, if you have a Blu-ray, go ahead. Could, you could rent it, I think. You could you could most definitely stream it. You can go rent it from YouTube or wherever. Um, my my biggest recommendation is if you have a 4K Blu-ray player. Um, oh yeah. I would I highly recommend going and picking up the 4K Blu-ray. It's only like twenty dollars. Go get it. You won't regret it. It is just immaculate. Like the use of color um, in that movie. The shot. Oh my god. The shot composition. It is just the last thirty minutes. The last thirty minutes. What do you even say? Like, it, you know, like it's something you got to see. Mm-hmm. Like in a theater, I think the only comparison to that moment of theater is the entirety of a quiet place where not a word, not a muscle was moved. Mm-hmm. Was that last 30 minutes of that movie? Oh, yeah. And you know what's weird is like this is the first movie I saw since the since the Panera started, right? Since COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, when I was, you know, fully back, whatever. I saw this in July. Um, you know, our theater was that long ago? Yeah, buddy. It came out in July last year. Yeah. Um, and I think it was late July. Anyway, I you know, Sorry. <laughs> our, our seating, our seating was, you know, appropriate or whatever. I do live in Arkansas, but we were, you know, we were at least a yeah, I'm Oklahoma. I saw that theater pack theater. Yeah. I mean, the green night, <laughs> I would say like, I live in a college town. Um, and it's, it was more packed than I anticipated really. Mm-hmm. Um, and not from like, and not from like what seemed to be like film, like film students. It seemed like people who really wanted a high fantasy, uh, thing, um, and if you're into high fantasy at all, at all, just go for it. It is what you want it to be. Dev Patel just absolutely crushes, just like he does in absolutely everything he does. I mean, it's the newsroom. The newsroom. He does sl- like. I mean, have you seen Slumdog Millionaire? Like, come oh on, man. God. Like, you got that's Dev Patel, right? Dude, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, Dev Patel absolutely fucking slams, and that is most definitely a movie that we are going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. for this show so get around to it watch it come back to us in a few weeks maybe a it's month or awesome. so it's yeah it's i gotta be worth it watch it again soon yeah and uh, yeah when i saw that it was like if you had put morgan and i in the theater seats and then just alt dragged us into each seat because it was just carbon copies of us yeah, in that theater pretty much yeah it was it was definitely we were we were the demographic for that movie it was a fucking blast. It's a great film. And it took a long time to come out. Like it got delayed a it lot. Did. Um, I remember uh friend of the show, Prince Jackson, um, 
it's not a horror movie. Prince, Prince's thing is most definitely horror. It's not a shout ho- out Prince. Shout out Blade. Sh- Disgusting. Sh- shout out Nightlight. Hey, go listen to our Silent Hill episode. Um, oh, a banger. Yeah, Prince just totally carries us through that one. Um, I think that yeah, like he was. I remember him and like I think Tam from GameSpot and a few other people were really like really pushing for the Green Knight for a long time. And I was like, oh, cool, this seems neat. And then it just never came out. And then. Mm-hmm finally toward by the time everybody was vaccinated i think a24 was like you know it's got to get out there at some point speaking of a24 did you see the trailer for that new movie they're putting out called uh is it called men or boys no fucking terrifying it looks terrifying no (laughs) no yeah men it's called men okay the teaser trailer out for right now okay it's wild x comes out next week it's gonna be fucking awesome man can't wait for that movie we 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 stay in a twenty four in this house. We do mm-hmm. Euphoria, terrible first season. Second season's pretty solid. Still haven't watched Euphoria. Joint. Still haven't watched Euphoria. I'm, you don't need to. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to. I kind of want to, but I'm not going. I'm not going. You could like watch a recap of season one. No, I'm not. Gonna. Uh, are we going to our number ones? I think. I think it's. I think I want. I want to save yours for last. So I'm gonna have a lot. Of that's to fine. Yeah, I think we. I think we cut your number one. Um, My but number real one. quick, hold on, real quick. Oh yeah, go ahead. We're going to cut. To a friend. And now we're back. And we're back. That was that was like professional. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I did that on the spot, as you could tell. And now, guys, we're on the spot. Rest in peace. A great John, what? RT podcast. Oh my god, really? I totally on the spot. On the a spot. classic. I totally improv forgot show. about on the spot. On the spot was good. Go go watch those YouTube videos. They rule. They're great. Yeah. I think I don't think anybody on there's a bad person. I don't think. I think we're I, good. I'm sure. I'm sure plenty episodes. of I'm bad sure people one or two. It's yes. just like the Smosh Try Not to Laugh joke where they always have a guest mm-hmm. and they get canceled. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. No, go go watch. Go watch On The Spot. On The Spot's wild. It's a pretty good show. Number one. Number one. It's time for my second musical. Let's go. Tick, tick, boom. Mm-hmm. Do you know the the plot or tick boom or the, you so know, the pitch? I know the I know the premise. The premise, um, if you don't mind, I'll I, I shall expand. Go ahead. Um so tick tick boom, um, it is the story about give me the guy give me the guy's name. Jonathan Larson. Jonathan Larson, who wrote, correct? Rent. Yes. The yes. musical. Check out our episode on Rent. Check out our episode on Rent. I enjoyed Rent a lot, actually. Um, and I think I look fond more fondly back on Rent now than I than I did even then. It grows on you. It, it's really good. I'd love to watch Rent again someday. Um, but yes, this movie, Andrew Garfield plays Jonathan Larson. Um, and this movie is the story of his struggle with AIDS. Uh so it was he he did not have AIDS. Okay, it was sorry. The more the struggle of living in late 80s, early 90s, I think. Okay. 90s New York okay. and how the people he was around, how he gotcha. he was in the AIDS p- epidemic, but was not Got you. Do not have AIDS. Got you. He was, he he was, was living around. in it. Yeah. Okay. It's more about him leading up to his 30th birthday and trying to write his rock opera that never happened. This right. is not about him writing Rent. Oh, It's about him okay. writing the thing before Rent that no one's ever heard because it never came oh, out. That's even more heartbreaking. Because it was like, it went through workshops and then just never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And but then, it's really cool because it's... And he died, it, correct? Yeah, so he died the night Rent opened. He never actually saw Rent on, oh, that's, on Broadway. That's soul crushing. It is... The end of that movie, I'm in a puddle. Oh, I've got to watch Tick, Tick, Boom now. Wow. Is that on Netflix? It's great. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's, oh it's a Netflix God. movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, I totally have to watch that. I mean, it's been on my list. It's Andrew Garfield. Like, I, you know, I got to mm-hmm. I got to stand. But like, but it, it, wow. is, it is a tough movie to watch. It is. It's so good. The oh, music's great. That makes me that makes me very happy. Um, mm-hmm. 
because I know how I mean I've seen interviews Andrew Garfield's done um mm. for for Tick Tick Boom and like the love that he has for Jonathan Larson's love for for musical uh for musical theater and like I've seen like I've seen a few different clips and man like I mean, given I'm I'm kind of just looking for an excuse to watch Andrew Garfield on a thing, um, mm-hmm. because I, I even though he had three performances last year, I don't think he does enough or he has done enough no. in the past few years. He's a great actor. He's also in a, a Hulu show coming out soon, I think. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah, a murder yeah. mystery. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, and I, I've just kind of been looking for a reason reason to watch him in something because I, I think he's just so remarkable at everything he does. Mm-hmm. I will forewarn; it'll put you in an existential crisis oh, because that's I'm what sure. it basically is him having his. I'm turning 30. I haven't done my great big project yet. Yeah. Yeah. It also came out. Um, Stephen Sondheim is a big character in it. Okay. And it came out and then he died uh, two weeks later, I think. Two or three weeks later. Oh, that's so It hits even harder. Yeah. It hits. So it's a great movie and it's cool. It's the first movie directed by Lemuel Miranda who wrote. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. didn't, didn't Andrew Garfield learned, learned piano for this, right? I mean, he already did <laughs> yep. a little bit of singing or something like that. And then he, he, yeah, he learned it. Yeah. He professionally trained and everything. Yeah, dude, man, it's a great movie. Uh, he's going to win the Oscar for it. I'm just saying it has now. to. Yeah. He's going to, he's yeah. the front runner in my mind. And I think he'll win it, but it's cool because tick, tick, boom, the actual musical mm-hmm. was a one man show. Jonathan Larson did. <gasps> and so okay. all the music and stuff from that, is used as like part of the movie. So the movie is edited really well too, where it's you're going through his one man show, but it's also intersplicing moments from the, Oh, from his real, from his real life that are now in the movie. So it's Andrew Garfield the entire time, but it's when he talks about thing in the one man play, it'll cut to (gasps) a scene or a long take and stuff where it's about the, it's, it's a great movie. Fucking watch, take, take boom. Hell yeah, that rules. I mean, it's, like, it's great. I like I said, like I already looked at Zach's list and was like, damn, I gotta watch like all these. Um, Tick Tick Boom. I mean, I already wanted to watch it. Tick Tick Boom, Licorice mm-hmm. Pizza, most definitely, most definitely gonna have to watch. We're gonna I have think to we do, those do Malignant, two. Licorice Pizza, and Tick Tick Boom if we wanted to. Those are the three that I think would be the easiest to do. Yeah, I and think so too. is great. Also, I think so too. We could also do a musical episode. Yeah, I but. think. Yeah, I would agree. I think those three would probably be um, the easiest. The easiest to do. Um, mm-hmm. In terms It'd of in terms of like commentary and and, and, and the uh, Green Knight podcasts. So number one on your list will not be an easy podcast, but we are oh going to do god. it. We're gonna do it. I don't care. We're how, gonna fucking do it. Oh my god! It'll be a fucking three hour podcast. I don't Just prepare care yourself. how long the podcast goes for this one, y'all. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough just talking about it's this be before so hard. before even before even getting into this. It's going to be very tough to even talk about this show. It's a show. Um it's going to be very difficult to talk about the show um, without doing a full podcast on it. So we will try to be reserved here. Um, a seven episode masterpiece. Absolutely. We are talking about Mike Flanagan's midnight mass written and directed by Mike Flanagan. Um, it's so fucking good. I, mm, it's if you revival. Yes. Um, if you are a King fan, in any way there if you're a Stephen King fan I should say there are things here for you in every single nook and cranny and I mean Mm -hmm. every single there are references I would love to talk to Mike Flanagan about this movie because I wouldn't say like (sighs) I'm a massive I'm not a massive Stephen King fan I read a lot of Stephen King books last year I went back. I've read Salem's Lot. I read The Shining. I read Revival. I am reading Dreamcatcher oh, right now. Fucking Revival. Um, 
and like Zach's like Zach just uh, came right now about revival. Like mm-hmm. revival is so good. It's um, my favorite King book. It's easily. It's so good. It is so good. Like I even changed. You'll find out at the end of the show. I even changed my Twitter handle because of revival. I like I read revival and it had such an impact on me. And I was like, I, I, I adore it. Um, enough about revival. Midnight Mass is a, is a really good story. A real quick pitch on it is it's a it's a story about a small town uh, off the coast of New York, um, a small fishing island. Um, and uh, it follows all those people um, through the lens of Catholicism, atheism. Um, and uh, how do I, I, I the, the two it's isms, so hard. the two isms I just used, but in, there is also it is also to, uh, th- told through the lens of Islam as well um, mm-hmm. in some respects. Um, and I think it really wrestles with criticisms of um of what it means to be a christian what it means to be an atheist what it means to be muslim and live amongst these things now that is not the primary focus it is much more about the um what it means to be critical of something that can be so born out of love and something that can also be abused for power um it's a beautiful show um oh god beautiful. i still th- i think about it weekly yeah it is if not daily it is horror. Now it's terrifying. It can be very terrifying. Um, I I still I still hope and pray if you pray. Um, I still hope and pray that if you are um, if you are you know if you don't like horror, I still hope you give it a chance. I think it's worth your time. Um, the conversations that it has, I think, are very poignant. I think Flanagan has a lot of wonderful things to say. Um, it is just I think it's it's one of the best things start to finish i've ever consumed easily it and i think before that i would have said um honey hill house yeah was the best thing i'd ever consumed start to finish Mm -hmm. and this dunks on that three times over yeah and i love honey of hill house we are you're gonna learn on this podcast if you're new to the podcast (laughs) mike flanagan stands big mike flanagan stands y'all dr sleep one of the best films ever released mike flanagan can do no wrong Mike Flanagan for, and I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, I read The Shining, and I have completely turned heel on the Kubrick version of that movie. Doctor Sleep saves that movie. Mm-hmm. Thirty, forty years later, saves it, completely turns it into something so much more spectacular and more beautiful and more mm. thoughtful. There, there are not enough nice things to be said about mike flanagan um in the way that he writes characters and horror oh midnight mass midnight mass I, so go i've been off, wanting go to watch off. it you, so bad yeah i've gone off about I've, it you go off so i watched it when it came out mm-hmm. binged it one day yeah i have been waiting to rewatch it until we do a podcast about it i've not rewatched it since then i have not watched any episodes any pieces i've been waiting until we could i can sit down watch it all and talk about it again because it is something that i didn't think would impact me as hard as it did. Mm-hmm. Like I think haunting a Hill house when it comes to grief and growing up and family and everything, midnight mass does that for religious trauma for, yeah. um, you know, just finding a community and, you know, wanting to be the best person. I'm kind of word vomiting that one. Sure. But, um, it midnight mass is fucking phenomenal. And when we get to a point where we can talk about 
episode by episode, the eight hour podcast we're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Yeah. Cause Holy shit. I, there's a lot to say about midnight mass. Um, I think I, I'll save my thoughts for that episode, but, um, but if you have been on the fence about it at all, if you've, if you've heard about it, if you've, if you've heard that people loved it and, you know, maybe you didn't want to like buy into the hype and you feel like, you buy know, in. I buy in, like really don't go in thinking it's going to be the next, like <laughs> the next coming of Jesus. But <laughs> think that was the green night. It is. Yeah. The green night is actually, um, but God damn it <laughs> damn dude damn zach zach made a really good joke um go watch the green, the green night you'll get um, the joke. go watch the green night um but midnight mass i think is something that um i think that most people should watch i think that um whether you are a person whether you are a christian whether you are atheist whether you are muslim i think it is worth the watch i think all of its characters are just so lovingly written so compassionately written um there's so much love and all like in everything all these people do um even for the wrong reasons. And um, mm-hmm. it's just, I think it's the most nuanced criticism of Christianity in, in America, really, um, that, that we possibly have. Um, for, for a little bit of context, Midnight Mass is something that Mike Flanagan worked on for a very, very long time. Um, and I won't, I won't spoil any, any sort of Easter eggs that there might be because we will talk about those when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn right we will. We definitely will, because there is a lot to go over. Um, but Midnight Mass just absolutely fucking whips ass. Um, and I cannot wait to sit down with Zach and whoever else and just go for hours about this about mm-hmm. the show. I, I was heartbroken when it was announced the revival uh, adaptation Mike Flanagan was doing was killed. Yeah. And this makes me kind of happy that it never happened. Yeah. I think this is, I love, revival, I love this revival. Have happened. Yeah. Like I, I, I love revival, but I also think that midnight mass, it, I'm glad we got it instead. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm glad we got it instead. Uh, Raul Coley. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. And honestly, Just, my only criticism of Raul Coley in midnight mass is that he didn't get enough lines. Like yeah. did not get enough. Like make, make Raul Coley the protagonist in something please i'm so excited he's in because he's in the next flanagan project Mm -hmm. um the fall of the house of usher right yeah usher yeah and big edgar hey guys hey big edgar Edgar allen poe slut right here let me tell you i'm an edgar allen ho i'm an edgar allen ho you know what i'm saying Um, (laughs) you know what i'm saying you know knocking on my chamber door dog i'm mm, the rapping on my chamber telltale heart baby dude (laughs) yeah um, Count of Monte, no, that's not a, that's not Count a, of Monte Cristo or something. Cristo. Casco. Uh, those are our top five Lasagna. movies. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to put a list together right now yeah, of yeah. what we're going to do? I've got the, I've I got, think, sorry, I've got the INTT master sheet right here. I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm going to pull it up right now. So we'll do it live. Fuck it. We're we'll doing do, it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> so right now. Um, what do you think? What do you want to do next out of the, out of the 10 that we have here? What What's do you think easiest? warrants going, going forward next? Cause I could rewatch any of these at any moment. Um, have always something light first. Yeah. Malignant or licorice pizza? Licorice pizza. Licorice pizza next. Okay. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. Yeah. Licorice pizza for sure. Then you want to do green night? Yes. Yes. Go from heavy to light, or light to heavy? Yes, I will do the Green Knight. Uh, I have a tentative guest. I will not spoil it here. 
Okay. Um, um, do you want to go light or heavy? Because we can go hmm. malignant and then do tick, tick, boom the next week. Let's go. Let's do malignant. Okay. Then we can do tick, tick, and then midnight mass is the finale. You know what? <clears throat> you know what? Yeah, for sure. I think this is this is a good solid four episodes. You want to do one more? Do you want to do one more before yeah, midnight do mass? Do, do you want to do it in the heights? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do a musical? We can do two musicals you want. Let me think. Unless you want to do a four-hour Justice League movie. <laughs> or we could watch Dune. Or I'm trying to think. Spider-Man, I, I feel like Spider-Man might be overdone, and I don't have much more to say about it. <sighs> yeah, I I feel like we'll... we'll, we'll you and I, I come back to it. you and I outside of the show can revisit Spider-Man after the Blu-ray comes out mm-hmm. because I may or may not have more things to say about that movie. I don't know, but we'll put Spider-Man yeah, I'm on, old, on I'm indefinite. On it. Um, because there is another podcast in our friend group that is happening right now that will eventually get to that movie mm-hmm. one day. Um, and <laughs> one I day cannot, long, long down the God, road. <laughs> damn it. I can't wait. Um, will the earth have died by then? We'll see. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Y'all are playing Horizon Zero Dawn? All right. So... So we got no, I haven't. So, so we have Licorice Pizza, the Green Knight, Malignant, Midnight Mass, and you know what? Wait, wait, wait. Tick, tick, boom. Yeah, tick, tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom. I thought we said five. We want to do Midnight Mass after tick, tick, boom. Yeah, I'll, I'll, close out with Midnight Mass. Make that a big ass episode. Yep, yep, yep. It could even be a two parter, guys. I, it might be. Um, it probably will be. It might be. <laughs> to be so, so right now, and this this may or may not be the end of season two. We're going to do, I'll, let's do this. Let's commit to this right now, Zach. We're going to put a podcast out every two weeks. I can do that. We're going to put a podcast out every two weeks. Zach has a big, a big them job right now. I have a, I have a full-time job and I'm also, I'm also a father. So we're very busy people. We are, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to sit here and like make, make our personal lives part of this podcast, but that is just reality. Um, but we are going to, we're going to like take our time, do these things. And maybe in a much more thorough way. Um, and I think two episodes a month is a lot more forgiving mm-hmm. than four episodes a month. Yeah, because you, you guys can't see it. I'm looking at our season one sheet. Y'all. It was a bad idea. Y'all, our season one sheet was just... We were young. We did so many podcasts. We did. We did so many podcasts. Um, and I think I think us taking our time and doing longer podcasts, two long podcasts a month, is just like way, just way more doable, man. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think you guys will, you guys will be happier for them too. And so will we. We'll yep. put a little more care into our project and make sure that you guys get the best content. Mm-hmm. One of these days, will we talk about Coda? I would love to because I think it'll make me cry. Yeah, I like that movie. Make me cry. <laughs> you know, we'll see in the future. I can't play in too far because then I'll make a 40, 40 item sheet. Yeah, <laughs> get thirty two into it. God damn! I and I already have suggestions from like from homies that I'll we'll talk about after the show. Um, Love you, homies that that want to be on the podcast. Um, and it's a, and it's good recommendations. Um, oh, because our friends have good tastes. If you our recommend, have good hey, taste. if you recommend something shitty to me, fuck you, man. All of our friends have good tastes, except for Kadena Henderson and Cam. Cam's got awful taste. Hey, listen, and I'll I talk said about that for an hour and a half with Cam. Look, I love Cam a lot. Cam is Cam. Cam is Cam, Cam a lot. I love Cam. Cam, I love you. Cam, Cam Cognac, uh, one of my best buds <laughs> in the whole world. Awful taste. <laughs> awful taste. He'll tell you. Destiny two. Never heard of it. He'll him. tell you. Destiny also. Um. So 
now that we have that, that was actually really quick. Proud of us. That was really we, an hour and 10 minutes on our recording time. Yeah. Perfect. And honestly, honestly, I'm just very proud that we, we were able to make that list that quickly. That was I really, was too. that was very impressive. Um, so let's see. So you had something, you texted me something. I did. I didn't put it on the list, but I do want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you this. didn't put it in the in the docket. Do you want to talk about it? And then I'll do my thing. So as you all know, listening, yeah. our roots are bad movies. Yeah. One of those podcasts we did with I think it was just us. I had to look at our sheet here. One of our podcasts we did was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just me. A and movie you. that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Perfect. Recently, a Netflix, a Netflix put out a movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. And it was the worst movie I've ever seen. It was so bad. So I want to every, every once in a while, not every week, have a little segment where I just talk about the bad movie I saw this week. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie not this week. It was many it was a couple weeks ago. But it is the community goatee style dark universe version of Halloween 2018. Zach. It is. Zach, okay. So Fuck it, we'll let the podcast go longer. I don't care. I want to have this conversation with you. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We've Spoilers, seen them. probably. Yeah, whatever. If you if you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's on it's on something, right? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. You got Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. Yeah, go watch. Go watch. It. You got fucking Netflix. Shut up. Um, it's shit. Enjoy yeah. the hour and eighteen pause, minutes. Pause this. Just go fucking listen to it. Who cares? Uh, we're go watch the movie. Who cares? So, so that my question is. I'm not going to ask you what makes this movie bad. I feel like we'd have to dissect this. We'd have to do an episode. We'll, we'll talk about it in an episode, I promise. But, but Prince had, Prince, our friend Prince, uh, the head knight on Twitter, go follow him, um, had posted a tweet about this because he's in a lot more uh, film Twitter discourse than even we are. We, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have, I mean, I'm in. I just piss off Last Jedi haters yeah. with my Batman tweets at 9, 9 p.m. Yeah. So, like, his, so Prince's thing was like, you know, whenever people who hated, I think his thing was like people who hated Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What were you wanting? You know, like what? Yeah. What is it? Like, what was the thing that you wanted from this movie that you didn't get? I think I wanted a little. So I'll be honest. Halloween twenty eighteen, Halloween Kills. Yeah. I like those movies a lot. Halloween Kills definitely got to sit on it longer than the four months been sitting on it already. Yeah. But with Halloween, we got a little bit deeper of uh, a look into how the trauma that Lori faces in the 70s carried over into her modern, you know, how that inherited trauma. Mm -hmm. This movie was just. Okay, I'm going to I'm I'm split. I'm kind of I've kind of I don't care. Go ahead. Messed up my brain because I listened to the Dead Meat podcast. Shout out Dead Meat. Mm -hmm. If we can get Dead Meat on this podcast, Morgan. Hey, we I got, could die a happy person. Hey, we had we had a, a, a wait, Ben's Ben. We had we had yeah. Ben. Well, I'm we Ben. Fuck on. you, Ben. Listen, Ben. Ben did our uh, Percy Jackson episode with Chloe Naylor, and um, what a great episode. And now Ben is a part of uh, Dead Meat, right? In some yeah. in some capacity, assistant, assistant, Dead Meat. Yeah, Dead Meat assistant. But no, so I, I think having listened to the Dead Meat thoughts on this mm-hmm. and how going into it, thinking of it being a classic horror movie where you hate everybody, and you want them to just die. Right. It's not that bad. I think the movie that we were told we were getting was much more Halloween 18 bringing back the original character. Gotcha. Even though the actress already had died. So I didn't like that whole thing. So they bring back the, the woman from the first Texas Chainsaw that gets away. 
Okay. But it's the actress playing her is not who played her originally because the actress is dead. Okay. She's also in the movie for like eight minutes. Oh, great. That's, I feel like that's too long. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Okay. Okay. I guess that I think it'll be a movie question. we talk about a little more on a podcast someday because I just have a lot of thoughts. I wanted it to be a Halloween slash Scream 5, you know, bring back yeah. a, a requel. Yeah. A requel, as they call them. Yeah. Also, Scream 5, great film. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Streaming. I got, I got yelled at last night to watch that movie. So, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. But um, I think I just wanted a little bit more requel when in reality it was just a Texas Chainsaw movie. Sure. Sure. Okay. And not and a it wasn't good as one, good apparently. as Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's shout fair. Out, that's all shout fair. Shout out things. Texas Chainsaw 2. Don't shout out Texas Chainsaw 2. That's a good movie. movie. I'm glad Zach likes it, but like, I'm not watching the movie again. Respectfully. Okay. Out of love. That's fair. Respectfully. No, it's it's not that with great. With love and respect. I'm probably never watching With love and respect. Shout out H3 Podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> peace, oh. peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah, I'll talk about this in the A, this is pretty good section, okay. even though I'm breaking the rule of A, this is pretty good. And whatever. So, on to A, this is pretty good. Um... Welcome, welcome to the part of the show is called A is pretty good. Uh, so I want to kind of want to take the time to just talk about something that like is just pretty good. Uh, something that mm-hmm. we've been enjoying lately. Um, video games are cool. Uh, video games are fucking awesome. And uh, I think that I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, a little video game called uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, mm-hmm. I, Zach may have been anticipating Elden Ring, which is very funny. I was. Um, <laughs> which. I could do I could do a whole thing on Elden Ring if I really wanted to. Um, I've only put like like eleven hours into that game, but I have a lot yeah, I think I have thirteen. Yeah. So, so Horizon Forbidden West. I I think that if you um, if you like sci fi, if you uh, if you like killing robot dinosaurs, and think it's one hundred percent what you should be playing. Um, I think it's there's a lot of discourse right now between Horizon Forbidden West versus Elden Ring. What is the right type of open world? I think both things can coexist. Whatever. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that I have an opinion on the UI or whatever that Twitter's are yelling about this week is if they give oh, a shit. Shut up, you gamers. I swear God, to God, people swear, like act like they give a shit about the, the dumbest things. I hate video games. I hate gamers. Um, if you're a gamer, you listen to this. Especially Khaled. Eat my socks. The worst fucking gamer. Yeah. You bit. No. Um, <laughs> but Horizon Forbidden West, I think, is... Um, I If you... If you're unfamiliar, Horizon Zero Dawn was a video game made by Guerrilla Games uh, back in 2017. Uh, was when it released. It is about the post 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 apocalypse. Um, essentially, um, humanity made and uh, like a multi level AI to completely reconstruct and re uh, terraform the Earth uh, using robot machines um, that were supposed to be in a way domesticated um, and only supposed to defend themselves from human humans that were like trying to harm them so that they could terraform the planet. Anyway, things go bad, and um, and in Zero Dawn, things go bad. And in Forbidden West, it picks up that part of the story. And uh, a big criticism of Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, is that um, it wraps up its narrative pretty tightly. I think it answers all of the questions that it asks in the beginning, uh, which is why a lot of people were just kind of like, well, what's Forbidden West going to? Like, what is this? What is this going to be? Um and I think what Forbidden West does best is it actually cuts its main story missions um, and makes them side quests uh, in some cases. Um, everything is full motion capture uh, as far as like side quests go. And these there are like dialogue, there are dialogue, not options, but there there is dialogue referencing these things whenever you do them in the main plot. Um in video games have been doing that for years now. That's not to say that, you know, this is a brand new thing by a gorilla. 
but this is to the level where if you are not doing the side quest side quests you may feel as if if well if you're not doing them you wouldn't know this but if you're doing like a few you may feel as if if you don't do all of them you are missing four parts of the story which is not true you truly aren't um but it is a better experience whenever you do them um i think the storytelling is fascinating i think they i think they crushed it with making up what should be next whenever we're asking whenever you know you're talking about this game and we're asking these questions i think it asks more questions and i think whenever media asks questions i think that's a good thing uh because it makes the audience wonder it keeps the audience interested um and i think i think forbidden west i'm like i have like one and a half missions left in that game um i just need to do it i have been playing elden ring i need to get back to it um because mm-hmm. elden ring also fucking slaps um oh, and so fucking good it's very good and so yeah i think if i think if you have a ps5 especially apparently it runs really well on ps4 um you can play it on either um either way buy the ps4 version because if you're buying the ps5 version you are just paying ten dollars for nothing for nothing if you (laughs) if you please i have a ps5 behind me like i bought the ps4 version if you buy the ps4 version you get the upgrade for free don't give like who gives a shit um so yeah Horizon forbidden west i think it's a wonderful video game i think it's i think right now it's being completely swallowed by elden ring which i understand elden ring is a pretty Mm. people are going to be talking about that video game for like the next uh five or six years which is fair um from software makes video great video games and it's about time that everybody saw that i think um this is the first one i've enjoyed yeah like i mean i i I enjoyed i enjoyed like um bloodborne and sekiro especially but elden ring is pretty solid uh so far um but yeah uh maybe that's enough about video games what is your a is pretty good so mine is also a video game (laughs) it is not elden ring what is it it's Destiny no, it's 2, Destiny motherfucker. Destiny 2! Destiny 2 God. is so good. That's what everyone says. That's what this new expansion. Says. I'm yeah. on the final mission. Uh-huh. It's been out for two weeks. Haven't got spoiled somehow. Good for you. I have no idea how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. I'm finishing it tomorrow with my buddies because we've been playing together on the Legendary Campaign, which is fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, that's what people say. Apparently it's, it's good, fun, so though. It's so hard. Right? It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, the campaign's been really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, though. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. I had, I was going to mention something else in this section. Mm-hmm. My Hero Academia. Oh, okay. Sure. It's so good. Yeah. Sorry I got to catch up. Show. I got to catch up. shows in here. Yeah. My Hero. So good. Um, Watch the big three. Listen to the big three. Yes. Listen to the please. big three. And then just stare at a photo of the big three. Mm-hmm. That you can watch it. Mm-hmm. I, so good. I think um, if I were to do one more, one more thing. Um, reading. Go read. Go read a fucking book. Go read a book, man. I, last year, I, um. This is actually a really good thing. I, I know we're kind of tangenting right now. I don't really give a give a shit. If you it's think our podcast, if you think this sucks, fuck you. Um, so go fucking. <laughs> but listen. I, but I, so I have ADHD. Um, and I have a hard time sitting still and reading nowadays. Whenever I was much younger, I read a whole lot, and we are the same person. Yeah, like I read like I had the highest word count read in my school at one um, small school. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> but uh, but I read a lot when I was younger and. I was uh, I was going through Audible and I started with Looking for Alaska by John Green, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Classic, because I'm a simp. Um, and uh, went back, listened to that, and I was like, "Damn, books are cool, man!" And so, after watching Midnight Mass, I was like, "Oh, Salem's Lot seems cool. Let's go read Salem's Lot." Salem's Lot banger. I just I read six books in four months. Like I, I just could not stop. Um, Revival by Stephen King, The Shining by Stephen King. I am on Dreamcatcher by Stephen King right now. 
a lot of problems with Dreamcatcher uh, that I won't go into because it's not a podcast about books. Um, but if you are, this isn't, a, this isn't an ad. I really do highly recommend, uh, audiobooks. If you're a person like me who for eight hours a day needs something to listen to, to function, um, mm-hmm. which is, I have a very physical job, so it's, it's a lot easier to just do that sort of thing. It's a lot easier to have the voices outside of my head coming in my head than the voices in my, inside, <laughs> inside my, head, my head coming out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm car, I'm compartmentalizing a lot of trauma. Um, so so it's very nice it's very nice to just to have uh have podcasts and uh and audiobooks to listen to speaking of podcasts this leads us can into i our... add one more thing real <laughs> quick i'm sorry i remember what i do wanted another, to add do another one more thing we mentioned h3 podcast yeah. earlier i have started watching real housewives of salt lake city you're such a raggedy bitch dude it's so good no no. It's so good. God. Morgan, did you listen to the H3 podcast where they discussed? I I haven't listened. I'm, I don't have my phone on me. I haven't listened in a while. I don't think I've listened. Okay. I listened once. It was, since it this they, week, so you've not listened to it. Oh, yeah. So, so I haven't listened. I think the first one I listened to in a while was the one they came back on. Mm-hmm. But but Ethan Klein really loves, really loves his bits. Um, and so a lot of the time, like... <laughs> It's fast forwarding. Yes, bits. exactly. Yeah. Like I am either having to fast forward or be like, man, giant bomb just uploaded a podcast. <laughs> Listen to the bomb cast for a little bit. Um, but yeah, but yeah. watch, watch real housewives. Salt Lake city you. on Hulu. Fuck you. One of the, one of the ladies in it, one of the housewives is married to her step grandfather mm. because mm. when her grandmother died, she told her she'd get her inheritance. If she married her step grandfather, I hate that she runs a cult church. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Podcast podcast um so is that your last thing that is my last thing that was it then i am going let's talk about our sponsors (laughs) i just there's there's really bad background music playing right now so sponsors buds go listen to some good shows some good shows is a podcast network with a whole bunch of different podcasts they have everything ranked with ray apollo pill knock uh Nathan Remembrant, Cam Koenig, they have the big three with the big three with uh, Jess Cogswell, uh, uh, Nathan Remembrant, Cam Koenig. Uh, it's a My Hero Academia podcast. It's so good. They have Hamburg Lore, which I was in. A, I was cast. I was a. I was a. I was on. The, I was on that show uh, last year. I wasn't. You cowards. Let me talk about Chuck Entertainment Cheese. Eat shit. I was on Hamburg Laura. To, that was a good show. It was a good episode. It's the best episode they've ever done. It was a really good episode. It was a really good episode. And had a lot of fun doing it. Um, go listen to Hamburg Lore. That's a lot of fun. Uh, they basically talk about uh, fast food mascots and why they exist. And and maybe they're telling the truth. I don't really know. And then <laughs> it's all made up. There's a new show uh, on some good shows right now featuring the best sapphic couple, uh, in all of, in all of the world featuring Pilnock Pilnock and Audrey Anderson called the MCU thought cast. Um, they are two very good friends of mine. I love them very much. They do great work. Their first episode is on Iron Man. It's easily some of the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard. I listened to that podcast yesterday whenever it came out and Zach, you don't understand the white hot rage that went through me. I can't wait me, to listen to it. That went through me whenever I heard some of the bits. I'm like, man, why did you guys have to do this? Because now I can't do this in my podcast. He's going to be copying you. You motherfuckers. <sighs> you Audrey, motherfuckers. Pilnock, if you're listening, you're not. But if you're listening. Hi. Fuck you, man. Go shit in your ghost toilet, Pilnock. Oh, the ghost toilet. What a throwback to a random picture. Man, 
but anyway, some good shows. Go check them out. Um, we'll, Love everybody there. We'll have links in the description. They're all our buds. They do great stuff, and they're way funnier than us. Uh, some good shows. If you enjoy their content, listen to the Space Jam episode of INTT. Yes, honestly. One of the best episodes we ever did. I was honestly post yeah. a really long drive, and I was out of it. Honestly, yeah. The, uh, Space Jam with Cam and Nate is easily the worst, best episode we've ever done. I, I really do think that. Um, Cam and Nate have incredible chemistry. Uh, Nate is also just like the type of person that like you get in a room with them and then they are so good about bouncing. They're good at improv without knowing they're good at improv. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're none of that second city shit. Yeah, pretty much. Like Nate is like the easiest person in the world to make jokes with. Um, it's very easy to be funny whenever you have Nathan Branch in the room. I'll say that. Facts. Um, Facts. very easy. They're a, they're a times two comedy multiplier. Um, some good shows. Go check them out. And we'll have links for all those in the, in the description as well. Down there, Zach. That's the is that the podcast? I think that's a podcast. And holy shit, I think I had a lot of fun. I did too. That was fun. I think this has been a good time. Maybe we needed that two year break. Maybe we did. I think you're you're in four months. Year, who, who gives a shit, man? We're not even going to math. We're not even going to make the anniversary of our podcast. Do you know that? Whenever we We're whenever not. we relaunch. I saw my time hop today. It talked about Spy Kids 3. <laughs> Two years ago. Um, go listen to the Spy Kids Wild. episode. That was a pretty good episode, too. Um, that was a good, that's a long one. That's back when the show was long. Yeah. yeah. And maybe maybe these new episodes, maybe they might be longer. Maybe we'll take some more time with the plot. I don't know. Who cares? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we're still thinking. It's a about, podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. You ever had a podcast? You're a podcast? Uh, I podded a cast a few times. You're a potty. You ever tweet a you tweet? Ever, a tweet? You'll ever, you ever break your leg? You ever have a cast? I never have no. You ever you watch Dragon I Ball Z? Milk. Where they have the, the little little pods, little capsules. Cap, you ever seen <laughs> the capsule corp? You know medicine? My dad's a doctor. I know medicine. You know medicine, right? I know medicine. Medicine. First name Morgan Medi, last you ever, name. You ever, you ever you ever tweet a tweet? Yeah, I tweet tweets over at uh where at? at Peaceable Lake on Twitter. Shout out to Revival that rules. Um That's a great book. Hey Zach, you're you're not on the internet. You should not follow me on Twitter. You're not on the internet. My, my, I'm not. I'm only on the Wii Net. <laughs> the Wii sh- the Wii, Wii shop. The Wii Net. Never mind. My my Nintendo uh, Wii friend code is my Nintendo Wii friend. <laughs> my Switch friend code <laughs> is uh one six five eighteen other numbers. Uh, I no, was like, no way you Twitter. know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I have it on my phone as a, as a shortcut. Uh, add me on Twitter at y r o k a z underscore n w o r b. I'm also on Twitch at Y-R-O-K-A-Z. I streamed once. Mm-hmm. I have shout out Aaron yeah. made me an incredible stream layout. And also they did a great job. Also, I feel like we should mention this big shout out to Cavity Crew. Thank, Cavity you, so crew? Fu- thank you so much for our logos and thank you so much it's for so working pretty. with us uh, over the past few months. I haven't months. seen it yet, but I'm sure it's pretty. <laughs> We're totally recording this where it's done. But Cavity Crew rules. Uh, I know it's going to it's gonna kick so much ass. I don't even care. I don't even care. They that put I'm, up with our shit for so yeah, long. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally understandable whenever it comes to delays. Um, Cavity Crew has been great to work with. Please, if you have any any art needs, um, anything like that, definitely hit them up at Cavity Crew on Twitter. Hells yeah, Zach. That's that's the podcast. That's guys. the podcast. Thanks so next, much. Next show. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad we're back next week. Next episode. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm gonna get used to saying not next week. Yeah. Uh, Licorice Pizza. You ever? You should watch that film. You ever watch? 
You ever put licorice on pizza? You ever put pineapple on pizza? You ever my fucking damn <laughs> ham sandwich? Ham ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. Keep it warm. Keep it stinking. <laughs> Skate fast. Eat ass. Hey guys, it's Morgan here to clean up the outro because it's been two years and we're bad at this shit again. Um, big thanks to Cavity Crew for kicking so much ass with our new logo. Big thanks to the wonderful folks over at Some Good Shows for kicking my ass into wanting to do this again. And another thanks to Silent Partner for the use of their song Free Dog because that shit rips and it's always great to support licensed free music. You can find me at Peaceable Lake and you can find Zach at arrowcast underscore nworb on twitter i'll never get that right be sure to join us over on discord you can check out everyone i talked about here in the links provided in the show notes for this episode thanks again guys for listening and we'll see you next episode peace